Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 31, Muddyfoot and the Botswanan Dirt Chaser. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today's episode is a very, very special episode because it is the first Goop Tales that is inspired by a listener's idea. So on the website, gooptales.com, there is now a button right on the front page where you can submit your idea for a Goop Tales story. And the very first one that was submitted and the person who gave me this idea for the button is Caitlin W. from Cornelius, Oregon. And Caitlin wrote in and sent me a fantastic idea for a story and I couldn't resist using it. So with her permission, today's story is inspired by Caitlin's idea, which I am going to read to you right now. Caitlin wrote in and said she had an idea or a story idea that she wanted to share with the world. And this is what she wrote. She said, it's about this boy who was always dirty and his name is Dirty Pants. He goes to Africa and there is this lady who is always clean and she wants to be dirty for once and he is chased by her. So I took Caitlin's inspiration and I used it for the goop Muddyfoot. And Muddyfoot, as you can imagine, is always muddy and dirty. So in today's goop tale, Muddyfoot goes to Botswana in the south of Africa and he encounters a woman chasing him for his dirt. So you're going to have to listen to the story to find out if he escapes or if she gets his dirt. And at the end of the story, I will tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with this story and how you can also submit your story idea and your story endings to gooptales.com. So enjoy the story and I will see you on the other side. Think of Muddyfoot when you're bad. Think what a happy way he had of saying thank you, if you please. But though so nice in things like these, he marked on books and on the walls, his muddy footprints marked the halls. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a well-mannered little goop boy called Muddyfoot. Good manners were Muddyfoot's specialty. He always knew when to say please and thank you. He could charm all of the adults with his smile and polite ways. But if ever he was near dirt or mud, all of his manners would fly out the window. Muddyfoot had a daring nature and he loved to explore the great outdoors. He would climb mountains, dive under waterfalls, and explore deep, dark caves. The dirtier and muddier he got, the better he felt. He often went exploring right after it rained, just so he could stomp through mud and create muddy footprints everywhere he went. Muddyfoot always had his little flagpole with him. It was a long pole with a red flag attached, and he used it to poke in the mud to see how deep it went. 
He considered the flagpole an essential tool when searching for mud puddles. Of course, his parents abhorred this kind of behavior. They didn't want mud getting all over the house. Muddyfoot had 10 different pairs of galoshes, and they were all caked in mud at any given time. No matter how much he cleaned them off, it was only a matter of days before they were covered with mud again. One fine spring day, right after a torrential downpour, Muddyfoot went out to explore. This time, he didn't just traipse through the mud. He rolled around in it like a little pig. He had always wanted to roll in mud, and this was the perfect day to do it. When he returned home and his mother saw his feet, she said, Muddyfoot, I can't let you into the house like that. Clean off your feet. Then she looked up at Muddyfoot and screamed, Ah, Muddyfoot, what have you done? Ah, Mom, relax. It's just a little mud. I just wanted to see what it would be like to be a pig for a day. So I rolled in the mud. His mother sighed and shook her head. (sighs) Well, you're going to have to go back out until that mud dries and crumbles off. You absolutely can't come into the house like that. Muddyfoot was secretly delighted. He just said, Okay, see you later. And off he went to find his good goop friend, Destroya. Destroya loved to destroy things, and Muddyfoot loved to get dirty. So they egged each other on until they made a huge, dirty mess everywhere they went. He met up with Destroya at a nearby field. She was busy whacking away at all the debris that had flown into the field after the storm. Hey, Muddyfoot, isn't this the best day for exploring? She called out. It is, it is. Look at me. I've already rolled in the mud like a pig. I'm supposed to be drying off right now. My mother said I couldn't come back home until this mud is gone. Well then, you better not come over here. Look at that mud puddle, said Destroya as she pointed out a huge muddy spot. Muddyfoot's eyes widened. He simply couldn't resist mud. He carefully walked over to the muddy area. He almost whimpered. He was so desperate to hop in it and roll around. Destroya started to laugh. You can't go in. Muddyfoot walked closer and stuck his little flagpole into the mud hole. I just want to see how deep it is. It looks so fun. His flagpole sunk into the mud further and further. Muddyfoot loved listening to the squish, squish, squish sound of the mud. You better stop or you will never get clean, scolded Destroya. Oh, just a little further? I really want to see how deep this is, sighed Muddyfoot. Do so at your own peril, (laughs) said Destroya as she laughed again. (laughs) Muddyfoot sunk his flagpole in a little deeper, and this time he could feel it pulling him into the sinkhole 
with great force. Help! Help! He cried out, but it was too late. Destroya turned just in time to see the very bottom of Muddyfoot's boots disappearing into the sinkhole. Chapter 2 Muddyfoot felt himself being squashed deep inside the mud hole. He squeezed his eyes and mouth shut tight. He could feel the mud squishing all around him. It was a much different feeling than stomping in mud puddles. He was being pulled through a vacuum of cold, soft, squishy mud. Without warning, Muddyfoot was spit out and landed in yet another mud puddle. He was so covered in mud that he was unrecognizable. Muddyfoot clutched his flagpole and hoisted himself up out of the mud puddle. He heard a rumbling and stomping sound behind him. He turned around to see a mother elephant and her two babies playing in the mud. Muddyfoot let out a huge smile when he saw that the elephants were coated in mud as well. Excuse me, my name is Muddyfoot, and I am wondering if you could tell me where I am, asked Muddyfoot. One of the little elephants took one look at Muddyfoot and then burst into an adorable elephant laugh. <laughs> We're in Botswana, he answered. Botswana? laughed Muddyfoot. Botswana. It's a country in the south of Africa. Looks like maybe someone wasn't paying attention in geography class. <laughs> Giggled the baby elephant. <laughs> or maybe I was out stomping in mud puddles, Muddyfoot silently thought to himself. Then he said out loud, Let's make a mess and stomp, stomp, stomp. Soon Muddyfoot and the elephants were having a ball throwing mud at each other and splashing around. I love Botswana, called out Muddyfoot, as the mother elephant picked him up with her trunk, swung him around, and dropped him back in the mud. They played all day until Mother Elephant said it was time to go home. Phineas, Lino, we have to go home now. But maybe we will see Muddyfoot tomorrow. Both Lino and Phineas gave little elephant roars in protest. Before they turned to leave, Phineas, who was the older of the two baby elephants, turned to Muddyfoot and said, Kazi is going to come for you, in a very ominous tone. Who's that? asked Muddyfoot. She's an old woman that lives in a nearby village. She's so neat and clean. She never even has a speck of dirt on her. Whenever anyone is dirty, she chases them with her bucket of water. She thinks she can clean them and get herself dirty. She really wants to get muddy and dirty and have some fun. But she's scared to sink into the mud and disappear. So instead, she tries to steal the dirt from others, said Phineas. Hmm, well, 
That doesn't sound so bad. My mother would love it if Cozzy cleaned me up before I go home, said Muddyfoot. Sighed Phineas in a very serious tone. What? What is it? Is there something you're not telling me? Asked Muddyfoot, who was growing concerned. Okay, let me just lay it out for you, Muddyfoot, interrupted Lino, who was growing impatient for his dinner. My brother Phineas is taking way too long to get to the point, so Kazi will definitely clean you with her water, but she will clean you so well that you will disappear. Lena went on to explain that yes, indeed, Kazi wanted to have some fun and get muddy, and she was always trying to steal the dirt from others. She was always looking for someone just about her size, and she was the same size as Muddyfoot. When she found the perfect size specimen, she threw her bucket of water on him, hoping to clean him and have the mud splash all over her. The problem was that her water was so clean, it would just make whomever she threw it on disappear forever. In the last few years, three villagers had disappeared after Kazi threw her water on them, and no one ever saw them again. Finally, the villagers banned Kazi from the village for fear she would make someone else disappear. Now she wandered the plains of Botswana by herself. She couldn't go after the elephants because they were far too large. But if she saw someone like Muddyfoot, she would go right after him. Well, I'm not afraid of this Kazi. I have so much dirt on me. She could never make it all go away, said Muddyfoot. He wasn't entirely sure this was true, but he said it anyway. Don't say we didn't warn you. But if you need help, the Okavango River will be your friend. She twists like a snake, said Phineas as the elephants walked away. Muddyfoot was left alone at the watering hole. He looked around and decided he would set up camp nearby so he could meet Lino and Phineas in the morning and play some more. He planted his flagpole, set up camp, and made a toasty little fire that crackled away as the night air grew cool. The hot fire dried out the mud that covered Muddyfoot from head to toe, and a few tiny chunks fell off. Muddyfoot smiled as he got a little cleaner, and then he settled down to sleep. Just as he closed his eyes, he heard a faraway voice shout out, Stay dirty, Muddyfoot. I'm coming for you. Chapter 3 Muddyfoot sat upright and listened again as he heard the voice call out, I want your dirt, and I'm coming for you. Yikes, it's Cozzy, Muddyfoot said to himself. He hopped up and grabbed his flagpole. He threw some dirt on the smoldering fire, and off he ran as fast 
as his little goop legs could carry him. It was pitch dark on the Botswana plains, and Muddyfoot had no idea where he was going, but he kept moving. He ran over brush and bramble, he tripped and fell, and he got right back up again and kept moving. All the while behind him, he could hear Kazi call out, Don't be scared. I'm just coming for your dirt. Her voice was getting closer. Sure, just my dirt, and then you'll wash me away forever, thought Muddyfoot to himself. He tripped again, and this time he fell into a small dirt hole left by a marmot. Muddyfoot decided his best bet was to hide in the hole until daylight came and he could better navigate. He laid down his flagpole and crouched in the hole in complete silence. Muddyfoot barely breathed. He listened as Kazi ran by overhead, calling out, Muddyfoot, I just want your dirt. She kept on running, and Muddyfoot breathed a silent sigh of relief and fell fast asleep. The sun burst out over the Botswana plains and bounced off Muddyfoot's face. He opened his eyes and looked around. He was in new surroundings once again. The plains were covered with trees that leaned out flat and long, as if they were shelves. Why not climb a tree? Maybe I can get the lay of the land, Muddyfoot thought to himself. He wandered around until he found the perfect tree. It was high with long, flat branches that spread out over the horizon. Muddyfoot planted his flagpole in the ground and quickly ascended the tree. He kept moving until he got to the very top branch, where he had an excellent view. He gazed out over the plains of Botswana and gave a low whistle. It was quite magnificent. He saw zebras in one direction having a peaceful gathering, and far off in the opposite direction, he saw two giraffes telling secrets. Muddyfoot immediately thought of Erladin back in Goop World. He missed her. He began to think about getting back home, but he had no idea how. He looked out beyond the giraffes and the zebras, and he saw a river a river that was long and narrow and twisted like a serpent crawling right through the landscape. It was the Okavango River. That's it! It's the Okavango River! That must be my way home, thought Muddyfoot to himself as he remembered what Lino had said. He slid down the tree and started off toward the river. Muddyfoot whistled as he walked along, using his flagpole as a walking stick. He passed by the zebras and waved his flagpole at them. Hello! He called out. Hello! The zebras called back. Then he passed by the giraffes, but he didn't say a word. He let them tell their secrets. Finally, he came to the edge of the river. He was deep in thought, wondering if he should just hop in and start swimming or if he should make a raft and try to ride the river all the way back to Goop World. When he heard a voice shout out, Aha! 
I knew I would find you. You're still nice and dirty, covered with mud. This is perfect. Muddyfoot turned around and came face to face with Kazi, who was carrying a giant bucket of water. Chapter 4 Muddyfoot clutched his flag and stared Kazi straight in the face. Internally, he was shaking, but externally, he put on a very brave face. It's my mud, and you can't have it. Go find your own, said Muddyfoot very sternly to Kazi as he eyed her bucket of water suspiciously. That is just the problem. I can't find my own, replied Kazi. Kazi held up her bucket of water, and Muddyfoot held up his flagpole. His mind was racing. He had to think of something quick. He waved his flagpole and said, Let's call it truce. A truce? asked Kazi wearily. Yes, a truce. It's an agreement between you and me. I will show you how to find mud and have a grand time, and you will promise not to throw that bucket of water on me. Kazi listened quietly. No one had ever made an offer like this before. In fact, Kazi had been banned from her village for so long that she no longer had any friends and had been traveling the plains of Botswana all alone. She was lonely, and she desperately wanted to join in the fun that everyone else seemed to have at the mud puddles. She knew putting down her bucket would make her vulnerable, but she decided it was worth the risk. Kazi slowly lowered her bucket to the ground, as Muddyfoot eyed her cautiously. Then he very calmly said, Follow me, as he turned to walk into a small inlet off the river. Watch me, he said. I will go in first and splash around and get muddy, and I will make sure that there are no sinkholes in this mud puddle. Muddyfoot slowly walked into a giant mud puddle, planted his pole in the ground, and began to splash around. He was covered in mud and looked ridiculous. There was a giant ball of mud sitting on the tip of his nose. Kazi looked at him and burst out laughing. She hadn't laughed in years, and it felt amazing. She laughed and laughed until her belly hurt. She was doubled over in laughter when she felt a giant glob of mud land right on top of her head. She felt her head and stared back at Muddyfoot. The two of them stared at each other in silence for almost a minute. Neither one knew what the other would do. Then, without warning, Kazi reached down and picked up the biggest handful of mud she could and threw it right back at Muddyfoot. And then 
the real mudslinging began. Back and forth they went, lobbing mud balls at each other. Neither one of them could stop laughing. They played for hours. Kazi abandoned all her fears and had the time of her life. At the end of the day, when they were resting by the river, Kazi turned to Muddyfoot and said, Thank you. I will never be able to thank you enough for what you have done. I was so wrapped up in my own fear that I scared everyone away. And you have shown me that fun is everywhere if I just get out of my own way. Muddyfoot just smiled back at her as his eyes twinkled. Then he thought of Erlidin and Goop World and Destroya, and he really wanted to go home. He glanced up at the shore, and he saw Kazi's bucket of water sitting at the edge of the river. He looked at the bucket, and then he looked over at Kazi and gave a little nod. Are you sure? asked Kazi. I'm sure. I know exactly where it will take me, said Muddyfoot. This will be my final bucket throw, and then I'm off to the village. The only thing I will ever throw is mud, <laughs> laughed Kazi as she picked up the bucket. Muddyfoot closed his eyes and made a wish, and Kazi threw the crystal clear water on Muddyfoot. He felt the icy cold droplets washing him clean, and then he opened his eyes and he was back at home in Goop World. He looked down at himself. There wasn't a drop of mud on him. His mother would love this, but it didn't feel quite right to Muddyfoot. He needed to get dirty again. He set off in search of Destroya so they could make a mess together, but she was nowhere to be found. Destroya was face to face with a grizzly. But that is a tale for another time. So that's it for this episode of Goop Tales. And if you loved this story, I would love it and be so grateful if you would go to iTunes and leave me a review. Because those reviews are what give me rankings for Goop Tales and allow me to keep producing these every week. And you can get a link to the iTunes review area if you just go to the front page of Goop Tales. There will be a link to the show on iTunes. So now it's your turn. If you go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 3131, you can see all of the photos that go with this story and make sure and look for the tiny hidden muddy foot in every photo. And you can also download the first half of the story on this page. And I invite you to write your own story ending and submit it to gooptales.com for publication online. And now, thanks to Caitlin, we have an opt-in box or a submission box on the homepage of Goop Tales where you can send in your story ideas so I can keep on creating Goop Tales for you. So, 
That's it for this time. Oh, and make sure and get your free coloring book when you go to gooptales.com. You can download a free coloring book of the goops. Okay, that's it for this time. And I will see you next time when we meet with Destroya, who is facing down a grizzly bear. So until then, make every day a goop day.